Okay, so hi, hi everybody, and how are you doing this wonderful Sunday? I hope you all are holding up well and that you are okay. And I know that I have been off the radar for a while now, but it's just that there's so much going on in my life. And I feel like it's been a hurdle balancing my podcasting with my personal life and everything in between. And my business, I have a business, by the way. <laughs> I sell smoothies, so I can't even order. Anyway, yes, yeah, so there's been that. And then there's been school, you know, home stretch and all of that. So it's not, it's not easy, but we still make time. And particularly today, it's a very interesting conversation because I feel like this will be very personal to me as well and to my guest today. And we just want to take you, uh, you know, along with us to understand the basics of our topic today. The topic is domestic violence. You have probably heard of it. You have probably experienced it uh, or a friend of yours has experienced it or you've seen it on social media a battered woman, a battered man, a battered kid. You know, it's 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 a very intrinsic part of our lives, day-to-day activities. So today, my guest and I want to delve into it. We want to talk about what it is, what it entails, and specifically its effects, you know, like what goes on behind the mind of an, an abuser, behind the mind of a victim of an abuser or an abuse and all of that. So disclaimer is we're not professionals, we're not doctors, we're not um, social workers, but we are just here to share what we have. And I will put the hotline at the description box where you can call if you happen to be experiencing this kind of thing. So I think we should start off. So um, Wanjiru, introduce yourself. Well, um... Aha, uh-huh. so my name is, um, I'm a second one in a family of four. I think that that's, that's chief. Yeah, I just finished my high school education. Yeah, looking forward to joining campus. Yeah, I think that's all. <laughs> right, should I give you a spoiler? Who spoiler? I'm going to watch your experience. <laughs> <laughs> my God, my God, I tell you how things are. Thank you. And I'm so glad you decided to, you know, discuss this with me because I know it's a very sensitive topic. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were talking on um, the DMs, Pale, this was actually an idea that we thought about. And you came and, you know, you suggested that maybe we should do this have this conversation what was running through your mind at that point one i needed closure two uh, i wanted to normalize it you know people don't talk about domestic violence because at to some extent it's embarrassing i mean who goes around saying my my dad hit my mom you know it's embarrassing mm-hmm. but I, I want to normalize it yeah, yeah. To a point that people can talk about it and not get judged. Yeah. Right. I think I agree you on that. I do. I do. Because I remember growing up, uh-huh. so much discrimination around, you know, um, how do you come and say your dad is hitting your mom or vice versa? You know, people will be looking at you like, oh, you're that unfortunate. Because I, I remember growing up, that was one thing that you'd really bottle up inside because you don't want people to see. Yeah, true. And then everybody else seems to have this perfectly 
laid out nuclear family and you're like yeah. I feel like this outcast Konishida Ikwafi I is the only one you know whose parents can't seem to get along so I, th- I also feel like it should be like a conversation that you know should be out there and that's why I I love the fact that we can use this platform to talk about this today so having said that Becky why do you think from your experience why do you think that there was this there is not was there is so much stigma around it Like why do you think it's so hard for someone to just come out and say I'm facing domestic violence at home? Even for married people, not just the kids who are affected, even for men, uh why can't a man come and say my wife slapped me last night? You know, or why would a woman say you ask her why do you have a black eye and then she say oh I tripped and fell the stairs? Why do you think this is the situation? Um because uh, you know we haven't normalized the fact that domestic violence actually is happening, yeah? and uh, we don't want people we don't want them to guys we don't want them to sympathize and you know wakwe like waye mtakwa poa i just need them to to realize that in every in uh, in at least 10 families okay in a, in 10 families at least two are facing domestic violence let's normalize it yeah um so the problem that makes people not you know bottle up bottle this up inside they don't want to talk about it is because it's embarrassing from my yes. point of view it's really embarrassing mm-hmm. every kid let me let me look at it from my perspective every daughter views her father as her protector yeah yes. and the same applies to the wife every wife views her husband as her protector yeah the moment you protect it's actually it, 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 there's a bit of embarrassment and there's a, there's a bit of disappointment here yeah? because yes. the moment your husband the guy you, you've been viewing as your as uh as your husband as a wife the moment he hits you when it's disappointing because i looked at you as my protector i looked at you as that pillar that even if if anyone um wants to come at me with, with utmost hostility you're going to hold me down you're, you're going to be there for me you see the moment you hit her as, the, as a husband it's disappointing it's embarrassing because you go back to the place of work as a woman um in your office all your workmates all your colleagues have perfectly knitted family then there is whose husband keeps raising a finger on so it's embarrassing it's disappointing that's why most people prefer bottling up inside me included instead of talking about it because it's embarrassing mm-hmm. it's disappointing yeah yeah that, that that's true i also feel like we look at it from the aspect we can narrow it down like if you're talking about the man let's talk about the man for a while if the man is facing domestic domestic violence at home because there are wives who hit their husbands yeah they will not mm. say hey so my wife did abc why because society tells you yo you're a man you know the first thing would be ah unagongwa na mwanamke are you a woman mm. you see the first thing it's not are you okay you know it's not that it's more of really you mean a woman hits you you know that kind of thing so there's that whole it's something systemic uh people like to call it um the chauvinistic society so in the society that we previous people previously existed or lived in there was that whole notion around oh the man is superior that's where the head of the family came from you see that's where the whole masculinity figure came from so no one expects that a man will be hit and this is a person who people have spent centuries praising them 
and thinking, hey, these are the heads and the women are the tails. You know, so you come and you say, uh, and you even want to say, express yourself on something you're going through and you're like, but the system says I should not, but society dictates I should not. You know, and then you bottle it up. Let's come to the woman. The woman is taught to be submissive. The woman is taught to be humble, not to question, to follow orders, to follow the rules. You know, society says you are a woman, you are actually weak, you cannot have a voice here. You know, it's just that now with the whole revolution, everyone is, you know, up against the whole chauvinistic system, everyone is a feminist, but the society is deeply rooted in the fact that a woman should actually be like, well, you know, okay, uh, I won't do this, I won't do that. And even in this, in, I think I did a segment called Driven the Source. It's a lady called Akoko. And Akoko was meant to marry some guy. I don't remember his name. And she was told when you get into that room, Akoko, you bow your head. You're not supposed to look at your husband straight in the eye. That should tell you how much women are viewed to be, you know, um, you accept whatever is given to you. Who are you to question? Who are you to ask your husband, A, hey, why are you doing A, B, C, D? In fact, Sikitambo Sana, a while back, I was having a conversation with a friend. And, and this friend, I don't know if I should call him a friend, because I usually have my reservations with people who actually have some kind of backward thinking. And he was like, you women are out here um, complaining about how men are cheating on you. Um, so long as, he, does he provide for you? Yes, does he... Yes. So, complain, and you're like, okay, so you think that because a man is providing for me, I should not say when something is wrong. So this is basically how the woman has been seasoned to be from time immemorial. And now this is a woman who's being hit at home. Why would uh -huh. she then bend all the rules that have been there before and say, okay, now let me raise my voice. For one, women are scientifically and biologically we are uh, very fragile right it's it's not easy yeah. to have a woman who will slap a man back or hit a man back maybe amanda kung fu or she's naturally a strong person but generally 80 percent of us in me included i can never put myself in a situation where i have to fight back you know when i'm fighting um, so that's number one. We are naturally fragile, more fragile than the men. And then number two. So that means a woman cannot fight back. Physically, she cannot. Maybe there are those who can fight back. But you won't do them dirty and then they'll just be quiet on you. But you see, because this is what I see. Yeah? Um, I even see you. And then you even hit more. So you think and you say, ah, nikiongea, it will just be more violence. So what you're you know? So that's another thing. The only defense that you have because you cannot fight back your mouth is also a limiting factor because you cannot use it fully because you're like, okay, I'll use it and then what next? And then now the society. You're, you're married off, you're married off to your husband, and then you're told, Sabeki wewe tumekupeana kufamilia X, Y, Z, usirudi uku, ni bwana yako, through thick and thin, till death do you part. Hmm? And then, 
Mm. Men who are occasioned to stay in toxic relationships tell you, ah, simi nimeka na 20 years. Eh, na wewe ni slap too, ushatoka. Mimi nishaipigwa pia. So it's like, eh, your pain is nothing compared to mine. Okay. Yeah. And this comes mm. from the people the women trust the most, their mothers, their aunts. They literally tell them to stay in those toxic relationships. That's another thing. And then the whole stigmatization around so oh, a woman should keep a happy home. <laughs> a woman should be able to keep her husband from cheating if he cheats. Na shida, mienya umpe kwa kitanda. That kind of talk. So there's a whole thing around hey, watu kijua na pigwa, they'll say I've failed in my marriage or they'll say I've failed as a woman and I don't I do not know why it will come to that I do not know why there's this whole tag around a good woman is supposed to is a woman who is married or who can keep a home I do not know why I mean it goes two way a family is a whole institution comprised of both the man and the woman so I don't know why the burden is so heavy on the woman so that being said this woman all of these factors taken into consideration she could never come and tell you she's being beat you'll see it obviously yeah. cuz she's bruised but she'll tell you i slipped i fell i hit my head on to do a what and then when she finally is beaten to death that's when you know aya kumbe she was being hit you know and then mm-hmm. this man at all costs and i want you to just discuss this with me why do you think women protect their abusers Why do you think a woman a woman would be hit and she'd keep going back to that husband to that home that she's so miserable in just just tell me your perspective why do you think women do that a lot a lot of women do that Bring me you know why because women are naturally homemakers most women right. are homemakers and you know I'm a woman a woman is a mother yeah so Uh, at the back of her mind anakumbuka niko na watoto so for the sake of my watoto wacha nisitoke kwa hii marriage and now my children uh, will grow in a family uh, that in a complete family so the woman will tolerate a cheating husband so the woman will, will put up with uh, um, with a cheating husband put, she'll put up with uh, with a violent man yeah. yes yes simply because she wants to uh, she wants to make sure that the children will be raised in a family that's complete that's actually yes. why most women including my mom decided mm-hmm. to uh, decided to, decided they want to walk out of the marriage they'll persevere simply because of the children because mm-hmm. most women are naturally homemakers right that's yeah that's true that's true like standing from now your perspective yeah what can you say? yeah Do you think it's okay? Do you think there should be something done about it? Uh, you know, considering you have seen it yourself from your own mom. Do you think if you have if you were to have a candid conversation with her, what would you tell her? Uh, I, I I actually I actually uh, okay, mm-hmm. now let me just answer the question. <laughs> so, yeah. One mm-hmm. to any woman out there Mm. no man cheats unconsciously the moment a man decides he's going to cheat it's a decision yeah. that he's made. they don't cheat at it happened it just happened now that that's just nonsense no they knew they they wanted to he decided mm. he knows he has a wife he sleeps beside his wife every damn night but he decides let me go mm. looking for other women so one wants a cheat always a cheat and the same applies to a violent man 
Yeah. The moment he raises a finger on you, oh. that man can easily kill you. No the same back. demon that died to beat you up is the same demon that will drive him to kill you no wonder so many women are murdered by their lovers and these lovers are normally boy uh, long-term boyfriends say five years seven years i'm a husband yes 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 kwanza hapo kwa long-term boyfriend i i have had friends here and there and these are people in long-term relationships and then there's this glory around long-term relationships yeah and I'm not saying it's a bad thing yeah I love to be with someone for years like, you know brag about our 10th anniversary and 25th together growing old and all of that but is it fulfilling is it worth it how do you let a boyfriend a man let me let me let me just not try to make husbands look any better but you know when it comes to husbands you can the way you said women are homemakers maybe you can say you know the marriage and then the whole society thing and then the kids you know those are kind of the kind of things that will make women try to save their marriage i've seen it with my mom as well but i'm so glad she walked out so i'm wondering if a married woman with kids because my mom walked out of um them whatever they had it was a very bold decision because she had two of us me and my brother at the time so i'm looking at i love my mom. she's she's so she's so phenomenal yeah because i look at her and i'm like you did that and despite all the doubt that you had am i going to make it what i say my me no no you did it and now you're here you know so i'm wondering a woman like that with all those responsibilities could actually say no it's enough then there's a girl very young girl probably our age mate still has so much to discover so much to do so much to you know she sticks with a boyfriend a boyfriend no kids no commitment apart from his relationships no serious commitment a boyfriend who hits her literally hits her and hits her whenever they may be together alone or even belawatu so in my mm. thinking what is keeping you in that relationship is it the fear of being alone is it the fear of going back to the streets or being single <laughs> is it <laughs> my friends know i have a cuz social media is stupid social media is stupid social media just shows you the good things even me me my life on social media looks very you know perfect and glamorous and okay. i show you what i want you to see I will not force myself cry. It and say what we with. You know, if I cry, just yeah. maybe say oh, we're sorry, whatever you're going through, you get through it. But then after that, what next? You see, so there's no point of posting uh the bad side. I see people saying, "Oh, show us your bad sides." And then see people attacking the Jesus family like you guys are acting like you have everything. Show us that marriage is you know it's not all that glamorous but hey after they show you what will you do about it i wamejirekodo mipigana wamewapostia pale youtube itawasaidia na nini apart from knowing okay these things happening this is not natural so why are you forced into a negative part of the relationship just because you want them to seem not so perfect social media is stupid 
it's very stupid if you ask me because people just show you what they want you to see there's so much behind whatever happens on those social media streets so is it mm-hmm. that you don't want showing out to social media and you may date who you so you don't want them seeing you again moving to somebody else what goes on in the minds of these ladies these young girls who still very abusive boyfriends i really don't i've never got it i don't know if you do i think in the fear of being alone yeah and it's very rampant in the generation yet people are so eager to get into relationships it's either that ama greed mm. for money you know uh, any girl our age once a mm. guy will take her to you know campings every weekend ni k1 clubhouse every weekend si ni wapi you know attend vacation katambe kutamba you know so this girl hata kama she knows she doesn't like this man so she only wants the man for the money so you know men men are i, I normally say men are very crafty yeah yeah mm-hmm. so this man atakusoma atakupatia everything you want atakupletea po at your disposal but the nanajua you don't love him as much but at least he has you um he has you tethered because he gives you money and he's kind of provides yeah like has you wrapped around his finger exactly so the moment you want to walk out is not he now unleash his inner demon the the demon he's been uh, you know he's been feeding and uh, fattening while mm. while he just uh, while he act like he doesn't know you don't have serious feelings for him so that's why most girls are being killed because you 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 don't you don't you don't have uh, genuine feelings for this man you only want him because of his money so the moment you you'll want to walk out of the relationship in the name of I, I, you know i didn't like you that much i didn't like you in that way i only thought we, we were acquaintances or friends now he'll unleash his, his inner demon and he'll now kill you That's why most girls are being murdered by their own lovers. Not necessarily kwangi ata love triangles. Ni the girl was just playing this dude the moment this dude realized this girl was toying around with his, with his emotions and um, misusing his money till decides to finish. That's, that's crazy, you know? Cuz this is like a whole other human being and I think femicide will be just another topic on its own because it's a very I'm I'm still baffled by the fact that you can move from Nairobi and drive to Eldoret to hack someone with a hammer or a pang or whatever it was because the 10k or 14k what is that compared to someone's life you know i'm a lost mm. so sometimes I, i'm i'm trying to understand uh, the mind of a criminal how it works and most criminals do not they don't they're not okay this is a problem somewhere because i do not know how you will just premeditate something like that in the name of a few thousands and literally hack someone down of course we'll come to the woman because this thing is a two way hakuna je tujifanya hapa to victimizing and you know talking about how the guy did so wrong and you're not going to look at what the girl did at the end of the day the life someone's life is too precious people are out here mm the mother of their children this is someone you have fired kids with and you beat them to death it may not be one time and I, at this point i'll recommend a show called crime and justice on choma it's a kenyan series very nice very well put very educated and there's an episode i do not remember which one but it's dedicated to all victims of domestic abuse and i think you should watch it as well to all victims of domestic abuse 
And it just shows you how domestic abuse is not a one-time thing. Domestic abuse is a cumulative thing that those who are hit once and maybe they sleep and they hit their head and that's it. But there are those who are continuously tortured physically, emotionally, mentally. There's no day you can count and say, my wife has made me happy, my husband has made me happy. There's no day, there's no day a kid will tell you, they look like friends. There's no day. Mm. It's always a vita, vurugu someone talking like anatusimungine, it's always either verbal abuse or physical abuse. There's no day. So this is like, it leads to accumulation. It just keeps on accumulating until you finally finish that person. slap slap, slaps. But then the trauma it maybe causes on that person, even physically, it just takes time. And it's just a matter of time before it just explodes in your face. And then you end up you've killed the mother of your children, you've gone to prison. The kids are left wondering, okay, eh now we'll take care of us. And on that note, maybe we should talk about the effects of this domestic abuse to the children. I've already said one. It leaves them with no one. Obviously, if you kill your spouse, you're going to go to prison. Unless, of course, you know the who's and the who's. Mm. But even at that, how will your kids grow up? People are looking at them and saying, mm, in the hand of the dad, or vice versa. So that is one thing. The child is just, you have messed them up for life. And they, they may end up being so stigmatized and they may end up hating the fact, just the thought of getting into a relationship. And I'll, I'll come to that. So maybe, you know, we could add more effects that you can talk about and then I'll add the ones that I have as well. Or- um, ap- apart from leaving your child with, you know, no one, to, no one to look up to, no one to support, there's psychological torture. And I, I can, I can, I can only swear that I've been a victim. I actually think it's a slave. I've been a slave of psychological torture to a point that I couldn't trust myself with men at any given point. Wow. Even in hospitals, I'm a mom. So it got so bad to a point that at in hospitals, I am I'm, I'm prone to having homa. That's why there's, there's this when I when I'm to perform a ratatu up do opportunity then down here. I really didn't want to experience that alone without my mom in the room. I got yeah. so afraid of men because I don't know. You know, you look at men in a whole yeah. different way. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, I can't stand I can't stand people shouting at each other. Is that, I I keep feeling like I'm being tortured, I'm being tormented. It's like those, actually those things keep, they keep flashing back. So anywhere there's violence, I I just can't, I know, it's a no for me. Mm. And for some reason, it's also, um, I don't know how I view marriage nowadays. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So I think for me, if if there's any other effect, I don't know. I can't outdo psychological torture because this is mental, you know. You'll have mental breakdowns and nobody and nobody will understand the kind of pain you're going through because they were never there. And yes. then it's 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 it, it, you know it's um it pushes you to a point that you end up bleeding on people who never cut you. Yeah. At times I don't know, you just snap because I think umezoya to environment ya kelele, ya violence. So, you snap, you snap, you snap, 
I don't know where I'm yeah. going it. I really hope, mm-hmm. really what do I say? I really wish it for you the healing and the, you know outgrowing it but I have to say you never really outgrow it you just learn to live with it live with it I'm not bitter but I remember it like yesterday and when uh, the whole incident happened I remember my mom was so so scared because she was like oh my god eh what if you decide just you will never marry or you'll never do ABCD and I'm actually surprised. I'm shocked because it's not like I ever went for therapy. And you you're right, no one really understands what you're going through. I remember wetting my pillows so many nights and no one knew about it. And it mm. was by the fact that I'm not someone who talks about my problems. My close people know that. I don't talk no matter how close we are. You really have to get it out of me. Because I feel so, I usually feel like I do not want to burden people, and that is one yeah. of I got from domestic violence, and that's why I crave independence. Because for me, it came off as okay. So if you are dependent on a man, this is how they treat you. You know that kind of a thing. And then uh, I see my mom very independent, and then I see her being a boss babe. And I'm like, oh, so this is the secret, yeah? But then again, I come. India and I see even independent women being still hit. So I'm just like, okay, so what is really going on? So the whole burden thing, I got it from that. So I do not like sharing my problems because I hate feeling like I'm being a burden. I literally battle that thing myself. Because even when um, my dad and I are currently like the best of friends, but as I know, I cannot say there's an avenue for me, you know, to receive help and all of that. I did it to myself and I, I'm still in, still in awe that I actually did that, you know. And every day I, I had to wake up and put a smile on my face. And the previous night I cried five, six hours straight, that kind of a thing, because everybody else a nice family and I was in primary school so bado sikuwa najua watu wachana hizo saindo nimejua we kuna umananga ukunje but back then the idea of you know um how can a relationship break it was so unimaginable to me and then considering all the other kids in my class had almost near perfect families so it was very traumatizing and i feel like no one really understood me and i did not want to be a burden to anyone so i i literally healed myself out of it and i wish you that too because i know what it feels like it's not the it's uh, it's the worst feeling ever and that is one of the effects that even we carry i'm 21 it happened when i was 10 that's 11 years ago but it's fresh in my memory yeah I'm given but i have not forgotten and every time i used to even this year i think it's just some time back i think a month ago so i was telling it to a friend and i did not cry for the first time because every time i talk about it and now society every time i used to talk about it i would cry and you know if i talk about it i'm so sure i'm over it i'm just like eh never mias maze i can tell you the story so kulienda hivi and then like, <laughs> I, I break down like listen mm. then i'm like 
thought I healed. That's why I'm saying, I don't think we ever heal from it. We just, we learn to live with it. Yeah, true. Exactly. So when I was telling my friend about it, and then I did not cry. And I was like, I'm buying myself KFC and some crusher and some cake because, girl, <laughs> you did it. We did it. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure if next week, if I say it, I will not cry. You know, it's never certain. Mm. It's just a part of it that never yeah. And that is a very major effect that it has on the kid. And also we talked about how maybe the way you're saying, you don't know what your view about marriage kind of thing. There's also another group of people who actually, instead of shying away from marriage, they do get married, but they attract, they attract whatever they experience. You find they attract men like yeah. Or they attract women like their moms. Can you talk about that a bit? Mm. When you grow up in a very abusive home, maybe the dad was very abusive, and then you find actually there's this influencer called Ida Alicia, and she was saying her story. Ida Alicia had an abusive dad, but then the fiance was also abusive, and the guy before she, that she dated. So it's like it's a cycle that she's just. It's still following. Yeah. yeah. So maybe just talk about that a bit. How come? Like, why? What do you think goes on there? I honestly, I can't even blame it on karma because you see karma. <laughs> see karma I really is... don't know. I don't know what that. Is. See karma, Missy, mm. I don't know. I think that's actually why I'm afraid of marriage because I really don't know what I'm, what or who I'm going to attract. But I thank God this far till now, I really attract <laughs> good people. Yeah. People. Yeah. Do you know what I think? So I think um when they do that yeah it's like they are looking for what they did not have and that's what ida said she said she had been looking for her dad in so many men you know and that is also one of the reasons why you find like young ladies who go for very older men and men like their dads because most people they look mm-hmm. for, um their their dads or their moms in these people. So you find when they're actually looking for a partner, yeah, they don't look for a partner in the essence of looking for a partner. They look for that parent they did not have. They look for that affection they did not have. And that's what Ida said. She said she had been looking for her dad in so many men. And she just got that fatherly feeling. And then she ended up attracting men like her father. All these um, kids, um, who have faced domestic violence, they all have different reactions. Personally, I was really affected psychologically and that is one of the things Becky talked about and said that is like the heaviest effect that can, you know, a child can have. We have talked about um, how it can even have an effect on the whole institution of marriage and family because so many of us are being raised by, you know, <laughs> single moms or single dads or broken homes. We've been raised after our homes being broken by this. And we've talked on how this can also cause death on the partners because you stay for too long. Uh-oh, the one day just hit you and that's it. That, that's the last time we actually get to hit you. So among like everything we've discussed, I just want you to, t- to say something to the kids, you know, in such situations. Us having been there or 
us being there and even you know older people and in marriages or even younger people because people get married very young and they face it and also those in relationships so what 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 can you say you know to these people um Vanessa if I'm to say anything to anyone especially kids who who've experienced domestic violence who've seen their their dads hurting their moms ama their moms hurting their dads um look for your happy place your happy place mustn't be a place mustn't literally be a place your happy place uh in most occasions should be a person yeah a person who you can vent all these things to you can rant to yeah uh, who's ready to listen so i keep saying a home 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 mustn't be a place home is a place where the heart can rest as long as you're having a, a person who you who you feel resonated while talking to you feel reverberated while talking to the person then that should then that is your happy place so open up to to your happy place let them know what you're going through let them understand you you know just talk talk about it open up it really helps had i known i would have but i didn't know so i let it bottle up and now here i am <laughs> but you're opening up here <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling um i'm feeling lessened my burdens my burden has been lessened I can't tell you I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh-huh. So look for your happy place. If if your happy place is church and a church, talk to God about it. If your happy place is a person, let that person know whatever you're going through, let them understand you and don't be ashamed because it's normal. It happens families break, comes break. It's normalized. So kubali tu. Yeah, it's normal kubali tu. If kama kama kabisa kabisa it's beyond your control embrace what you know uh, i keep saying change is as good as rest i think you probably in danga ivo so kubali yeah. true kubali the changes alafu make do with the situation as long as one of the parents one of your parents is alive then then that's that, that, then that's more than a blessing so just embrace the situation at hand look for your happy place and try moving on because you know ukatokishinda hapo if you keep following in this stress yeah. you can almost make the situation mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. you should know that the situation is not your situation just because you know you grew up in a rough home doesn't mean that you will make a rough home for you for yourself as well so keep the optimism alive and it's not easy I can tell you that I've been there I've done that but trust me it all pans out perfectly and and I feel like it depends so much on your mentality because um their problem there's a time um someone told me I told someone of how my parents keep arguing and they said ah you need to which is you know kind of true because it's their problem it's not it might affect me but there's nothing much i can do about it if they no longer feel like they can make a home or they're no longer in love it has very little to do with me and if they choose to say hey i know we have a kid but this kid will not make me stay here it is perfectly fine and i tell my mom i'm so proud of her because she said these kids will not keep in a toxic relationship so just your situation still as it may come out as as Becky said just embrace yeah and as you embrace it make sure you keep a very positive and open mind don't think that it's ah you know my dad was an alcoholic so me to I drink the two perspectives someone will say my dad was an alcoholic he taught me to drink and I drink someone will say my dad was an alcoholic and I saw what it did to him and I 
not drink. So you choose which one you will be, you know, and it's it's all here in the mind. So, and again, Becky, what you said, oh, oh you know, oh, open up and all. I know that people like me who don't open up at all. And for me, I, I can't even tell you what to do if you're that kind of a person, because I don't know how I did it. I just, I just did it. But maybe if you could think of something people who cannot literally open up do, I can think of one, maybe they can, find something to do away from home because I feel like home is that toxic environment that they have to live in and see all these things. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thankful for boarding schools. It helped me. Uh, no, no, it didn't help me because that was way past. But I think it helped some people because boarding schools help you forget for a while that there's that kind of a thing. When you go back home, maybe So going away does you a lot of good. I can say you can go away. You can take a walk. You can go to your friends for sleepovers. You can just make sure that you're not home 24-7. Maybe can you think of anything else someone who probably mm, is not so good at opening up could do as well, Becky? Um, uh, Vanessa? Yes. You know, uh, okay, I'm really trying to understand these people who don't open up because apparently I'm among them. But you see, mm-hmm. bottling up, bottling it up, who really, it really won't help because it Africa Mahali, you will have to face it. You'll have to face it because you see, the moment you, you, uh, for example, let me try uh, being very uh-huh, symbolic. pressure <laughs> cooker. See, it's in accumulating a lot of pressure within it. The moment nafungua, who in explode, Sindio. Yeah. Yeah. A person who doesn't open up, you you build it inside. So anytime, if anyone happens to ask about it, maybe in an uh, you ask about it in an insensitive way, they are likely to to blow to blow up. So mm. as in as much as it's something you don't do, please open up to someone because you'll, when when you bottle it up inside, it will kill you on the inside and you'll end up bleeding onto people who never cut you in the first place. Just try opening up in as much as it may seem impossible, um, uh, very difficult for you, just try. Uh, in 10 people with because of that one sweetheart who's always ready to listen to you. I, I know in as much as you, human, the human race is messed up, and and stuff acquaze because somebody who's who's always going to be willing to listen mm-hmm. you know to understand you to tell you that i'm going to be here for you so really just try opening up otherwise it will it will you know it messed up with my mind to a point that i even got migraines i think you know migraines very bad yeah. headaches Yes, yes. Because of stress, because I I, I wasn't opening up. I was I never talked to anyone about it because I thought now that I, do, I I'm not the kind to open up. I think I can handle it. But I, I, I if anything, it didn't even organ it didn't organ well. Mm. And now you see, so in he. So try opening up. Yeah. If you can't open up to a person, maybe I'd recommend you open up to a thing, like a diary or yeah. a journal. Mm. Write it down somewhere, you know, if you're not the kind of people who really are sensitive about writing things down. Alternatively, if you feel like you cannot open up to people you know, because I know these people tend to judge you sometimes or use it against you, but I, when you argue, then they bring it in. Sometimes as well, you know, that kind of thing. So if you are scared to open up to people who you do not who you know then do to people you do not know and when i'm talking about people you do not know you can talk about uh i'm talking about therapists i'm talking about doctors i'm talking about strangers you know it it actually helps just find someone who like knows nothing about you and you say okay 
I've done it one, two times and I think it has worked. You know, you go out there and you like, you come out there, you come out from there and you're like, okay, it is out of my chest. But even the person I've told it to, because I'm a very sensitive person when it comes to telling my things to people that know me, I think they don't know me and they won't use it against me and you know, that kind of a thing. So I think that too will help if you're that kind of a person. And then again, for people who are actually on the receiving, on the receiving end, for the person who someone will come to, to talk about these kind of matters. I feel like you should be more compassionate about um, how to handle these kind of people. Because I know for a fact that they don't, they literally don't know what to tell people. If you don't know what to say, you can just listen. Sometimes just being that ear, be giving that listening ear yeah. like more than enough. So that being said, I think we will just conclude here. Um, is there anything you'd like to add as we conclude? As a uh, maybe as a punchline, <laughs> as a take a takeaway home. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing's too. Nothing's too much for anyone. We always have that that thought. that our superheroes. Nikina nani deep inside us. So nothing is too much for you. Na, na, that to a point that it's going to pin you down. So in as much as you're going through hell and back and and it keeps reoccurring it's okay it's okay there's, there's someone stronger within you you utawezana kama nimewezana utawezana utawezana tumewezana and we're here so Becky uh yeah thank you so much yeah you're very welcome <laughs> thank you for agreeing to come here at it's, it's almost midnight <laughs> Thank you for coming mm-hmm. and for for hanging in there despite all the technicalities or the technical hitches and thank you for being vulnerable with everybody else and I wish you healing I wish you I wish you healing I wish you all the best and you know you can always talk to me right especially because you're in the same situation so I I hope you know you can always talk to me and yeah so for me it's uh asante sana for coming on here and i hope i haven't kept you for too long yeah thank you thank you so much for availing yourself and may god bless you god bless you too becky